I saw a post on social media today that admonishes us as believers to not give the enemy so much credit when things aren't going wrong, because sometimes the issue is our disobedience. And if you have heard the phrase that partial obedience is disobedience, then this episode will hit home for you because we are talking about obedience, period. So let's get started. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you wanna ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. I have a good friend when she and I used to work together at the Small Business Development Center. And for a long time, we've talked about how obedience to the Lord is like being on the train. And as it gets going, you can't stop it. And we often joke with each other and post a train emoji on social media for each other to remind ourselves that obedience is how God uses imperfect people like us to make an impact. And it got me thinking, why do we have such an issue with obedience, right? Why do we have such an issue with following through and doing what God has given us to do? The definition, after all, of obedience is compliance with an order, request, or law, or submission to another's authority. Now, before you send me a bunch of messages that say, we're no longer under the law because we have Jesus, that does not absolve us from obedience. But my guess is that we get caught up in not being obedient because things don't go the way we want. We want it our way, don't we? I mean, even the Burger King commercials of old have resurfaced and now they say, have it your way because you rule. Well, let me remind myself and you that we don't rule over ourselves. As followers of Christ, he is our sovereign king and we are called to obedience. But why? Have you ever thought about the fact that your obedience is connected to someone else's blessing? And then therefore, if you were not obedient, would that person not be blessed in the way that they were supposed to be, the way God had planned for them to be through your action? Could it be that our disobedience takes us out of position even for our own blessings that God has planned? 
And it reminds me of a story of a woman I was speaking to. She was having a hard time financially and wondering where her next rent payment would come from. And trusting in the Lord, she shared that information, just sharing it and asking a friend to pray with her, not asking for anything else. The next day, her friend called and said, please go check your porch. I left something for you. And her friend had left her a sizable check. This woman that I was speaking to said she called her mom and said, I can't believe that so-and-so left this check for me, but I can't accept this check. This is a ridiculous amount of money. And her mother said, you have to accept that check because if you don't, you are blocking her obedience. See, the Lord had put it on her friend's heart to give her that money. But if she had not accepted it and used it, then she would have missed the blessing. She would have blocked her friend's obedience. So I want to share a couple of scriptures with you around obedience today. And I might take you in a direction you're not expecting. Let's start in 1 John 5. And in verse 3, he says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Let me back up. At the beginning of five, it says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone who loves him, who begot also loves him, who is begotten of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Our obedience should not feel burdensome, but it feels burdensome when we are standing in the way and trying to do it all in our own power. Friend, we were not made to shoulder the burden. And we were not made to do these things in our own power. But so often we think we have to be pushing ahead and getting it done, don't we? We think that we have to control it all and we have to be in charge of it all, but we're not. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. When we rely on his spirit to enable us to do what we think we cannot do or we physically cannot do, we find great joy in obedience. The other place that I want to take you, and I'm not going to read you all of this because it's really long, is chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. Now listen, there are many promises in the Old Testament that were not made for us, but we can rely on the character of God and know that while those promises may not be for us, the lessons we learn from them we can trust because they are God's lessons. And in chapter 28, it starts with blessings on obedience, and there are 14 blessings on obedience. But if you skip to verse 15 of chapter 28 of Deuteronomy, and from there until verse 68, it's curses on disobedience. <laughs> Why? Because we are prone to be disobedient over obedience. Some of these blessings are obedient of obedience that the Lord promised is that he would set them high above all nations on the earth, that he will, they would be blessed in the city and in the country the fruit of their body and the produce of the ground and the increase of their herds and the increase of their cattle and the offspring of their flocks. 
would be blessed, that their basket and their kneading bowl would be blessed, that they would be blessed coming in and blessed going out. And that at the end of this, in verse 14, it says, So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command to you this day, to the right or to the left, nor go after other gods to serve them. God makes it clear that all kinds of blessings are in store for those who obey him. It may not look like the blessings that we want of money and stature and titles and things, but no matter what we do or where we live or where we go, obeying his commandments assures us of blessing. But at the same time, God will not put aside discipline when we are disobedient. And so my friends, in this short episode this week, may I ask you, where have you not followed through on what God has given you to do? Where have you not been obedient? Where have you said, I'll get to that later. Or I don't know, Lord, you gave me three steps and I took six because I thought if I doubled it, my progress would be better. Or where have you not let go of the no that someone has given you and instead harbored that with, with a lack of peace and a feeling of doom that if that person had just said yes to you, your bank account will be at X. Friends, that is not obedience. That is fretting over things that aren't meant for you. So I ask you one more time, what was the last thing that God told you to do? What was the last assignment he gave you? What was the last thing that he told you in your business meeting with him this morning that needed to get done? And have you done it? Friends, I invite you on the obedience train and I'll share with you one more story. I mentioned my friend Wynn earlier. Wynn and I worked together at the Small Business Development Center for about nine months. And in August of 2021, I came to her and I said, God has called me to leave and to focus on my coaching business even further, even deeper. And it was a sad moment because we worked so beautifully together. But her next words were, far be it for me to stand in the way of your obedience. The next conversation we had, I said, I think I'm supposed to stay until the end of August. She said, what did the Lord tell you? I said, the Lord gave me, I think it was August 11th or August 13th. And she said, far be it for me to stand in the way of your obedience. You will leave on the day that the Lord told you. <laughs> Friend, find yourself the people that support you in obedience. Find yourself the people who encourage and don't stand in the way of your obedience and don't let you off the hook to be disobedient. If you're wondering where that exists, it exists in a community that I called Rooted, which is my group coaching community. It exists in the one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do. And it even exists in a very special roundtable mastermind that, that I'm launching. If you would like any details on any of that, get down below in the show notes and schedule a discovery call with me. I'd love to chat with you about holding you accountable to obedience. Get on this obedience train with me, friends, and be obedient, period. God made you ambitious, but he did not make you to work the world's way. And I can break you free with his help so that you don't do business as usual. And until next time.
I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus and obedience. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, my high achieving sister in Christ. I know that you have an established business and you've achieved six figures or higher in revenue and you're ready to refine and scale. And right now you're swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas and excited about the possibilities. But you're also overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm in a productivity fog? And I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me. My client, Jen, felt this same way. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. With a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius, you'll be nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated at the end of the day, all in the beauty of my location in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. Jen said, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a faithful visionary with an understanding of day-to-day -day tactical tasks, along with financial projections and goals, is a magical combination that I've never seen before, especially from a firm foundation and faith. If you are ready to bring calm to the chaos before 2024 gets here and you're ready to tame the tornado and silence the squirrels, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to schedule your day with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, pursuing success as a Christian woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.